1: so to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a
0: month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at Mintmobile.com/slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at Mintmobile.com.
1: What's going on, everybody, and welcome to the Daily Transcendence Podcast. I'm G O D, and I'm Ray. And we're your hosts. Take a journey with us into the realms of some of humanity's most inner thoughts and theories about what lies before us and beyond the other side. Take a step back with us from the day-to-day heavy burdens of this constant evolving life. From awakening the collective, astrology, the spiritual divine, holistic health, shamanism, and quantum theory, to the frequencies and vibrations of our universe, history, religion, numerology, and so much more, we spend countless hours researching to bring you the breakdown of information from some of the greatest minds in these fields and even our own experiences. We're here to challenge your thoughts so that you can reshape your own minds and beliefs into ones that better serve you. We hope you enjoy the discussions about the supernatural and the ancient knowledge that we have become so fond of, and we. Wish to share with you so that it may also help you on your quest in this human experience we're living. Let the transcendence begin. Godspeed and share on. Like and subscribe to the Daily Transcendence on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. To show support for the show, we ask you to join us on all social media platforms, including Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Patreon, and YouTube. There you can find more content, updates on new episodes, and more personal interactions from both Gio and I. We want to hear from you all and connect. So message us or email us at thedailytranscendence@gmail.com. As always, we entirely appreciate your support and allowing us to bring you this transmission. All right. And we are back again, um, continuing this cosmic series, as I've been calling it. Um, I know you had a better name for it, but <laughs> uh, yeah. So back here with Amanda, um, where we last left off. Uh, we started talking about tropical versus sidereal. We even mentioned a lot about Aphausis, and in that conversation, a lot has come up with um, even its relation to Chiron, the Centaur. And there's a lot of indication when it comes to that that plays very much so with the um, with those Sagittarian archetypes, but also with uh, Saturn as well. Uh, not only just in the mythology, but also uh, in the actual uh, interpretations of uh, our psychology as well, and all the different occurrences that do happen as well. Um, so, uh, just want to start off too by making sure uh, if you like these videos, if you like what we're doing here, um, uh, be sure to hit that like button. It really helps with the algorithm. Even tossing up some thoughts and ideas, and uh, in the comment section, and letting us know what what are your Chiron placements. You know. Uh, if you know, where's Ophiuchus in your chart? And also, uh, what is your Saturn placement as well? Because we're going to really today get into um, about Saturn, all things Saturn, uh, Saturn placement, Saturn even in religion, uh, metaphysically, how it is, um, and then even just a certain specific placement, placements, certain transits as well, the mythology. So yeah, um, thanks for coming back again.
0: Thanks for having me. Yeah, this has been a lot of fun. And it's really interesting how everything has organically um, aligned with each episode that passes. And so the fact that we're here talking about Saturn is pretty, it's pretty poetic, because Saturn has been a really key planet that's been activating a lot of change and lessons collectively, the last couple of years, especially since 2020. But even individually with both Geo and I, we're both going through something called our Saturn return. And we're gonna dive into that a little bit later on, but not without talking more about Saturn. Because a lot of the listeners here I feel like have an awareness of astrology, but Saturn is a very interesting planet. And to be honest with you, it is often underlooked, overlooked, and we gotta, we gotta talk about this.
1: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I definitely feel like there's a lot of, uh, sometimes that there's a lot of different interpretations on Saturn and what it can mean in astrology. There's also a tendency to have this doom and gloom about Saturn as well. Um, not to say that, you know, obviously it's malefic. Um, but you know, I think a lot of what we're going to discuss today is going to show how, you know, that it's not necessarily this, uh, this right-of-way identification of the bad things in your life. You know, yes, it does represent that in certain senses, um, especially when we're thinking about, you know, Saturn in its form as limitation and other things of, of that sort, you know, but we're also starting to learn the more holistic overview, uh, which we're, we're going to discuss on how you can kind of see those, you know, certain authorities and and structures and limitations and how they can actually help you in building a better form and manifesting things in your life so i think that's an important thing to come into it when understanding saturn and obviously there's a lot of symbolism that goes along with it too Um, but yeah definitely i know that we've experienced so much when it comes to going through our saturn returns right now um everything leading up to it as well how it's played a role in other aspects in our chart. And yeah, we'll definitely touch up on on those things and using personal experiences as well.
0: Totally. It's so important because, yeah, you're right. It's interesting that Saturn has been given this really negative name. And of course, the reasons why it's been given a bit of a negative name, they're valid, of course, because Saturn is a teacher. Saturn is literally one of the biggest teachers that we must work with in this lifetime. And unless you're willing to see it that way, then Saturn is also the one thing that can probably make or break someone's ability to move forward or break a cycle. But Saturn, just like you said, has so many gifts and really beneficial aspects associated with it, such as how we navigate this physical world, what keeps us grounded, what keeps us structured. And so you know what, let's define Saturn a little bit. And let's break it down in a couple different um, categories, because I think that uh, demonstrating the multidimensionality of Saturn is really important. So let's start with the astrological basics. And then we'll talk about the astronomical aspect too, by diving into the patterns of Saturn. But generally speaking, Saturn is a outer planet, but it's technically Considered a personal planet still um, because it's one of the classical planets that was used in astrology up until the modern planets were discovered. Um, And truthfully, the modern planets were only discovered about 500 years ago uh, by modern scientists, at least. And so Saturn has been this really star player throughout history, but Saturn is essentially how we control, and it's the energy of structure. Saturn is architecture. Saturn is um, agriculture. Saturn is literally connected to our physical body, our skin, our bones. It's our DNA. Saturn has everything to do with the systems of control that keep us foundational, sorry, that keep our foundation strong. Um, And so whether that is good or bad, Saturn represents all these things that contain us. And interestingly enough, it's connected with the primary energy center known as the root chakra, And that's located at the base of your spine. It's located, like physically the root chakra is connected with, um, well, your adrenal glands, your fight or flight response. It's connected with um, the way you excrete. Um, So it could be your colon, it could be your anus, But it's also connected with your, not just your, sorry, but your ancestral wisdom and ancestral patterns and ancestral trauma that is carried through DNA. So Saturn and the energy and the patterns and the limitations and the lessons of this planet, they really begin to develop even before you're born. Interesting. And in astrology, Saturn is the ruler of the sign Capricorn, but it's also of Aquarius, which is why um, the events that have been taking place the last couple of years have been very um, particular, should I say. Hmm. And therefore Saturn is not so strong in the sign of Cancer, that's the opposite sign. Um, And so it's it's really fascinating how Saturn impacts all of us that we don't pay much attention to the cycles of Saturn, because we live within them.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, that's, I think that's one thing that I, I, that I connect with when it comes to really being able to hone into the importance of Saturn is when you think of Saturn, you think of it as it's, it's the real world. It's, it's, it's that it's the structure, it's the manifested Um, you know, it's, it's the things that are, are tangible in a sense as well, you know it is the actual construct of time and space in that sense. Um, but um the thing is like i also I always feel like Saturn should be like a primal go to when looking at the chart as well. Obviously, there's many things in that, um, but I think Saturn can tell you a lot about you know what's encompassed in the chart, you know the overall a structure of it. And like you said, even it's the limitations, it's the boundaries, you know, uh, uh, within that. So I also, uh, one thing I like that I heard was when you think of Saturn, right, even when you look at the glyph of Saturn, it kind of like has the S and the T look to it, right. And Saturn is those ST words structure, you know, it's the limitations of stop, you know, the best it's the that's the that's as far as it goes, it's the best Thing. You know, all these E-S-T words, whereas Jupiter comes to be more of the the exertion, the expansion of the breath of the energy, like jump or just, or, you know, like it's the, uh, like, you know, it's the let out and the exhale, you know, yes. the, um, the, the, I was about to say exaltation, but I meant to say the um, exhale. There we go. Yeah, <laughs> um, I can yeah. see that.
0: I can see that. Absolutely. And Saturn is so fascinating because it has such a specific cycle. And this is where we get into the astronomical aspect of it. The cycle itself is very limiting. The cycle itself is so prominent in our lives. And just like you said, yes, it's such a star player in everyone's charts. Usually when people discover astrology, they don't look at Saturn. Most people don't know what Saturn even means apart from it being a planet in our galaxy. And truthfully, Saturn's cycle, the fact that it comes around the sun every 29 years, every seven years, it will make a pit stop on its return around the sun. And in your natal birth chart, that could be called either a Saturn square or a Saturn opposition. Um, and basically, and, and anyone that's listening to this, the recording, or even you right now, like think about every 78 years in your life and where for a major lesson was coming up to be learned or realized or worked through. And as we develop and grow, these lessons become more. Exciting. And so when I read charts, Sometimes what I do even before getting into like a personality analysis is I'm, I literally take them down memory lane and I remember the first time I had my chart read far below far before I ever decided to become an astrologer and someone did this with me and asked me to go back to when I was seven going on eight years old when I was going on 14 to 15 you know 21 to 22 and then leading into now and I thought to myself wow these in my life where I was experiencing the most hardship, but each time these hardships came around, I came out stronger, but that was my choice to come out stronger. Sometimes I came out stronger, but maybe feeling defeated depending on the situation, but ultimately going back in time and looking at those pillars in the Saturn cycle was to show that these were the pillars that meant to bring us the resilience, wisdom and strength to carry us forward into the next phase. And now I also want to remind you, and you said this at the beginning that Saturn is the ruler and the creator of time. Time is a structure we all live within. Time is a man-made physical structure. It technically doesn't exist because we created it. But that mm-hmm. is Saturn, everything that is physical. But time is really interesting because when you reach 29 years old, eventually turning 30, you're literally entering into a new chapter of your life story. Like when you go into your thirties, your life is pretty different than what it was when you're walking away from your twenties. And I believe, and I think we were discussing this on our own time that the twenties and the experiences that take place in your twenties, especially with um, the Saturn square that occurs when you're going on to 22 years old, um, this is where we really, really, really trip up and learn. And like, it's the first time we're being put out into the real world and know the real world outside of school or outside of your parents' home or whatever it is. Maybe you're going to college. Maybe you're going to university. Maybe you get a job. Who knows? Depending on what it is. Maybe you choose to not go back to school and just go right to work. It doesn't matter. point is, people have a lot of experience that happens within these time frames. And usually, they're a really big part of that person's story as they move forward past their 30s. In my humble opinion, turning 30 is a lot more than just beginning a new chapter of your life. It also represents the end and the beginning of a more evolved, refined version of you. And if you allow Saturn to show you, it can show you the steps on how to work through the limitations you were born with, and how to break the general patterns. I mean, sorry, the generational patterns that may have kept you and your ancestors stuck in the past. So it's really brilliant.
1: Yeah, it, def- it definitely is because that, you know, being that Saturn also has to deal with like being almost like the paternal figure and uh, dealing with authority and like those trials and tribulations in your life as well. The pressure, of uh, the, the ability over certain control uh, issues and stuff and even, even certain judgments and stuff too, you know, these are all the certain uh, aspects that we have, especially when we come to those crucial points in our life, where we're trying to determine, like you even said, like that was mid twenties. It's like, you're out of, you know, you get out of that, you know, um, you you know, you're out of the teenage phase already. You're becoming a young adult now. And, and, you know, yeah, like things are still, even in your early twenties, like you're still having you know, the lack of responsibility in certain areas of your life. And, you know, you, you know, still fly by the seat of your pants with a lot of things and not really thinking about consequences. But uh, mid 20s is where you really start to feel that come into play. And I always feel like that's that's a great introduction to that and return as well, where it's kind of showing you that it's like, hey, like, hey, this is time, times, you know, kind of not necessarily on your side like you thought in your early 20s, like, you know, are you paying attention to those things? And that's where a lot of the anxieties are created with, you know, standards in society, and where we start thinking of those certain structures in our life. And we start thinking about, oh, wow, like, where am I? What's my place in the world? What am I doing with my life? Uh, Am I doing something good? And a lot of these questions can lead to uh, being able to turn things around and start implementing certain things. Or initiating certain things in order to um, now progress and move forward into more of a mature stage, into more so defining your long terms as well. Whereas they also can, um, like I said, create those anxieties or make you feel like you're left behind and stuff. But it's all about that perspective of of where you're at. So, you know, I think Saturn really highlights the the lessons to be learned as long as you are looking towards that. Um, as long as you're opening that space for awareness as well and stuff. And like you think about it when you, you have to think about everything being in this, uh, you know, especially a lot of the the spiritual community and stuff like that. And, you know, the high vibrations and as well. Like there's a lot that's always, you know, talked about about being able to um, tap into this expansive, unbounded unlimited you know, type of consciousness that we're that we all are part of. And yes, absolutely. But the truth of the matter is, we are in a physical realm, you know, we are heavily based in this physical realm that is the densities and Saturn represents, you know, the constriction, you know, and, 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 you know, that's, that's more of this three dimensional realm that we are in. So obviously, the know how to connect this through from say the 5d realm and knowing how to grasp that and materialize it and put it into a form into a structure in order to manifest what we want physically as well so it's important to to be able to remember that and interpret that and also when you just think about it when you look at saturn i mean one saturn is the farthest you know to the eye visible planet you know that's that's the boundary right there in, in in a sort of sense um yes. and then on top of it you have saturn's ring you know it's encompassing saturn as well so like these are sort certain, certain like metaphysical properties to remember that can be you know interpreted through nature interpreted through then even the nature of our own psychology as well
0: yes exactly and i also want to touch upon what you were saying about the structure the rings the fact that saturn is the last visible planet of that we can see in the sky before it's you know, we don't see the rest of them.
2: Yeah,
0: I, I want to go back to the fact that Saturn is connected with the root chakra and the fact that Saturn is connected to time, agriculture, farmer's almanac is based on the fact that Saturn is so connected with the celestial bodies and what happens with our crop. And again, Saturn is also connected with their physical bodies, and so. There's an energetic aspect of this that I kind of want to segue. So it's a perfect way to sort of amalgamate astrology and psychology with self-care. Because a part of the really big lesson of Saturn is how to take care of yourself, what you really need for yourself to thrive and feel grounded within yourself wherever you go. So Saturn really wants you to take a look at your entire life and the structure of your life, but also the structure of your own well-being and how you take care of yourself. And with that being said, that's such a root chakra thing. And the root chakra is so important to strengthen and nourish because if you do not have a solid foundation in your life, it doesn't matter how much spiritual work you do, how many courses you invest in, how many times you go see your psychologist or your therapist, or how many times you write in your journal. If you are not grounded in your routine and in your reality and in your awareness and what you need, then your beliefs and the work that you do will never be integrated into your physical reality. And ultimately, like we've both said time and time again, we live here in the physical world. We are human beings. We're souls having a human experience. And although we can ascend, we need to be grounded and strong in our physical foundation before we work on that path of ascension. Something that I teach a lot of my students, or I used to when I was more involved in energy work, is that there are two different energetic currents, and Saturn is the beginning and the end. It's literally like the container that holds our energy. And again, oftentimes we'll talk about the firmaments, the the layers of the atmosphere around the world. They say that it's the... Of Saturn that actually casts that firmament that keeps our energy and gravity locked in. And so think about energetically the same thing. It's like a container. And within that container is water. And we are made up of 70% water. So that's really interesting. But the root chakra, I see it as like a zipper. You can open it up and close it as much as you want. But when you open the zipper, and to me, that's when you begin your journey of awareness. And it doesn't matter what it is, like it can be any point in your life where you choose you want to start working on yourself. It always starts with awareness. It always starts with becoming aware of your cycles, aware of your patterns, aware of your traumas, aware that there is something else in this world other than what we physically see. So a lot of people are locked into the third-dimensional density, and that's because we live in a third-dimensional world. Unless you choose to take the path of waking up and Moving past what you can physically see and touch, then a lot of people are stuck. Specifically, they're stuck in their plexus chakra, which go. So a lot of people live from a space of me, 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 I, 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 ego, 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 and until they work that and start to and feel things for the first time and see them from a different perspective, other than just the physical eye, they open up their. Third eye, which is their sixth sense, their multiple senses, that's when the current of consciousness is beginning. But right now, this is where a lot of people miss the mark. And this is where I have a really hard time with new age. When you work on the current of consciousness, you also need to work on the current of manifestation, bringing all of that awareness down into your reality. Because if mm-hmm. you're constantly learning, 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 discovering, 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 but not taking action on your intention, then what is happening you're living in the twilight zone it's all smoke and mirrors and i can say through experience when i was going through my awareness self-discovery journey it sparked for me um it sparked during my last saturn square before my saturn return began and it was also um i believe i was going through my chiron opposition at that time so there's a lot that happens in the 20s um mm.
2: uh,
0: but basically, I remember a point in my life thinking, there's something up. I need to change my patterns. I need to change my ways. And you know what I said? I started working on my awareness and my consciousness. But what I wasn't doing was integrating it into my reality. The only way I was doing that was to move physical body because I was actually sick. I was so sick and I was so on fight or flight that if I didn't change what I ate and how I took care of my body in the most basic ways, then I actually, I've never actually said this out loud before um, on an interview, but I was at risk of actually being diagnosed with this. Hmm. And I was told and looked in the eye by a natural don't change your life right now, you are going to live a life of chronic disease.
2: So wow.
0: that's that. And I was forced to literally begin to integrate everything that I had always learned and bring it into my lifestyle. And I'm here today. I do not have an opportunity I live with symptoms due to my traumas in my past, but I have learned to work with them through practice. And that's another thing that Saturn loves. When you embrace the art of practicing what you preach and learning to integrate your wisdom with actions you need in your life to create structure. That's when the magic happens. And so this is where Saturn is so important to understand, not only in understanding the cycles of your story and the cycles of your growth, but what you need to literally change the physical aspect of what you manifest in your life, right down to your health, your money, values, your house, your family, and everything else. And so I just went on a tangent there. Do you
1: have any thoughts on this? No, I I love that you said that. That's a, a huge, huge thing that resonates with me. And it's such, a, I feel like a slippery slope when discussing it with certain people when it comes to what you said about um that it's like you could keep learning, 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 learning and, and going into this whole awareness and stuff. But what is, what is it rooted in? Are you, are, you know, there comes a point where it's like, you got to practice what you preach. Like you said, like it has to come back. It has to come back down. And, and be transmuted into manifesting into something physical, um, you know, not necessarily always some sort of like, potential, a tangible object in that way. But like, the fact of like, even just how you conduct yourself as well, you know, like, we're constantly always hit with the, uh, the saying of like, oh, patience, patience is like the key to virtue. It's like, and it's like, you have to, you know, you have to be patient in order to obtain. And, it's like, yes, in certain ways, in certain degrees, but I also think we allow that to be a bypassing at times where it's like, you can't just always, you, there has to be some sort of driven uh, action oriented uh, thing that comes about. The patience comes in order to uh, uh, process the information and to attain this level of understanding of, okay, what is it that I need to do now? You know? it's something that i need to put into action and and practice as well and there's something that you know you said before too even with you know the root chakra you know especially since we know that those those lower three chakras have a lot to do with the the physical world and our densities as well our reptilian mind you know the monkey brain you know the the real uh carnal parts of our mind as well um you know i think about it this way too you know saying that you know saturn uh having capricorn and in more traditional astrology um aquarius as its domiciles um you know i think of it as the sense of you have uh capricorn being uh, an earth energy and because that's more so physical it's earth it's grounded it's rooted as well whereas the aquarius side of saturn brings in more of that etheric type of 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 structure as well of that type of understanding of the different forms and the authority in the other realms as well, but that those other realms also have specific um, limitations and boundaries of their own as well um so you it's not like you could just keep going and going and going you have to find a way to balance both of those energies out and to bring them back in and root them in. I think that's so, so, so important because of the fact that, you know, we're, we're constantly trying to, not not all of us and everything, but a lot in the truth community, a lot in the, you know, spiritual magic, whatever it may be, is constantly trying to like almost escape the physical, Um, trying to release ourselves from that. And the killing of the ego, which we've talked about before in, in the previous episodes, where it's like, you have to understand the ego a little bit better and why it operates the way it does, and how it's important to be used in this in this realm that we physically are in. You know, it's yes. the thing that's going to protect you and guide you as well. Um, so, you know, if we have a a distorted interpretation of our ego, remember that the ego is us as well. It's it's our own selves. So if we're giving this damned look at our own ego too, ego too what are you saying about yourself? In that sense, you can't be putting down your ego in that sort of way too. And I think that's something that's not uh, interpreted enough when it comes to understanding the ego. And I think Saturn allows us to play around with that. Okay, I need to have a little bit more of authority over, you know, the constructs of my ego of my mind and everything, but not in so much of a control freak type of way, where, we think that we have to be able to control and manipulate all things outside and within ourselves as well. You know, there is there is a stance of you know of to see that not everything is completely in your power as well. There's a lot of faded things. Um, it's not all necessarily free will as well. But with Saturn being that authoritative, almost father figure figure in in all things, whether it's you know our reality or even our own perception of ourselves you know there comes this understanding of when you have the discipline in certain areas of your life when you have that sort of sense of purpose on on why you're prioritizing things a certain way and giving it that structure there's an empowerment element to it there's yeah. rewards for the long term you know there's being able to you know Tell yourself to make certain commitments as well, which gives you a path forward onto something and allows you to make it to the next step. And I think that's the most important thing when we're talking about spirituality and when we're talking about raising our vibrations and 5D and all that, we have to understand the realms themselves, you know, and how to go back and forth.
0: Literally, you want to know what I have been saying so much lately? You can't, ex- you can't escape the matrix without understanding the matrix in the first place. Bingo. And the amount of people I have seen in the new age community, myself included, back before I was ever aware of it, I would become aware of everything or at least like I would feel like a band-aid rip where all of a sudden I'd see a glitch or something that would show me that there's more to life than what we can physically see and touch.
2: Uh-huh.
0: And what... What happened before I was ever grounded in my own truth is I wasn't ready for it. I wasn't ready to integrate that information into my reality. So what would happen is I would go to a state of mental imbalance. I would experience depression. I would experience a lot of really deep feelings and fears that I, you know, didn't really necessarily enjoy experiencing. Um, And ultimately, it caused me to make a lot of really um, poor decisions at the time that really kept me from seeing the bigger picture. And of course, part of the journey, there's absolutely no threat for that. But it was such a learning experience for me because when I realized that it's actually kind of dangerous to open up these portals of awareness without being embodied in that reality yourself. Yeah you will get lost and you will literally lose yourself in your year. And it's happened. And so, and that's the thing. Saturn is such a fascinating planet because it, and I actually want to go back to what you were starting to say about uh, Aquarius and Capricorn, because there are two different coins to how this planet works. When you look at the Capricorn aspect of it, Capricorn has so much to do with how we take the lead in our lives. I call Capricorn the CEO of the Zodiac. Mm. Um, It's the go-getter. And like Capricorn is like a mountain. It's like a mountain range, and it stands strong and tall, but it is structured. It's very hard to get past. And Capricorn is also known for being one of the most emotionally closed-off signs. And that's because it's all about logic, practicality, how we do it. How it all comes together and how the cycle continues to go forward, time and time again, which is why Capricorn is also connected with the cycles of life. And that's Saturn being able to grow and initiate that cycle over and over and over again. That's the tradition, that's the legacy. Now, what's interesting about Capricorn is that it's also a feminine sign. And not many people look at Saturn as a feminine planet, but in a sense, it is because. The cycles of the sun and the moon, and we'll get to talking more about like multidimensional stuff with Mm -hmm. Saturn eventually, but the actual cycles of the moon, especially they're locked into the gravitational pull of Saturn. So it's literally Saturn that has an actual gravitational impact on the cycles of the sun and the moon on this planet. And that's part of the reason why Saturn is so connected with agriculture and Mm. the phases of the moon and you know the harvest and all these different things and so that is a very feminine aspect of fertility Mm. right and often we don't look at Saturn as an indicator of that yeah but Saturn is an indicator of long-term growth over time Mm
1: -hmm.
0: no whereas exactly and on the other hand Aquarius which is this modern 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 planet it's like this sacred disruptor a, a lot of people often wonder like where where does Aquarius fit into the structure of Saturn well it has everything to do with the structure of Saturn. without the energetics of Aquarius how would we ever innovate and pivot and improve and grow and move forward mm-hmm. and Saturn is all about how we improve how we learn how we continue to move forward from our lives And the key thing with Aquarian energy being connected with Saturnian energy, what I find interesting is that the modern ruler of Aquarius is Uranus, which is the planet of freedom and innovation and transformation. And so Aquarius is a masculine sign and Capricorn is very much a feminine sign. And together, these two signs show two very different perceptions of how we work with Saturnian energy. Mm-hmm. And it's why I love looking at Saturn or how we grow and what we need in order for ourselves to become our most embodied selves. Mm-hmm. So, when I look at a person's natal birth chart and I look at where their natal Saturn placement is, I immediately tune into, you know what is aspected with Saturn in the natal birth chart. What house is Saturn sitting in? What planet? I mean, what sign was Saturn in when they were born? And oftentimes that shows me a lot of the Uh, Characteristics of what's happening in that person's root chakra. What do they need? Where may they experience some imbalances, or maybe where would they experience more strength and vitality? And so, this is where like getting into the Saturn return is going to be really cool because I learned about Saturn mostly through my own experience, not through studying, not through reading a bunch of charts, through experience.
1: Yeah. Big time. Uh, it's funny though what you said the, about um about Saturn having this, you know, feminine but masculine aspect to it as well. Like a, a good example of thinking about that, I kind of like what came to my mind as you said that was think about you know our the Revolutionary War. Think about how you know, you know, Uranus and Aquarius has to deal with shaking up the status quo, uh, which also status quo would be Saturn. Um, but, you know, she needs need to be shaken up and wanting to have this revolution as well, you know, but they're also in order to have that revolution, there needs to be an initiation process, there needs to be leaders involved as well, there needs to be the cultivation of the idea as well. And then on top of that, then there needs to be the come together of some sort of structure. To this revolution, whether it's structuring up the militias or the armies, or you know drafting up the the uh, Declaration of Independence as well for us to get all these articles and bills together and stuff to have more so of a of these of of these thoughts and ideas um, into making them into physical tangible things like these documents, the articles, the 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 um, the Constitution, all of that. Therefore, you can see in that example, you can see how these aspects come together because it can't be all free will nilly nilly like all that, like, you know, but it also can't be too rigid in order to have this uh, revolutionary evolutionary type thing. So you could kind of just take that example and switch it into now when you look at yourself in your own chart, um, how those constructs need to come together in the mind as well of of once again just like everything balancing out the feminine um and the masculine as well you know there's a benefit to these uh to these hierarchies in a sense and you know and the experience uh through trial and difficulty and the overcoming of them as well you know that i mean i think also having that understanding it could help us through those trying times to be like and i know it sounds a little cliche but it's like you know uh it's all happening for a reason uh, understanding that it's like if I can see myself through these difficult times, if I can just see the 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 light at the end of the tunnel through all these difficulties, uh, then I can see how this is actually going to be beneficial to me, how this is going to help make me a stronger person as well, how this is going to uh, allow me to be more of a an authority and a force to reckon with in my life, and those are the things get, that can help you build up that motivation of that you know, maybe depressive area of your life or depressive state. Not to mention, we're talking about Saturn um being ruled by the winter months, which are known as the darker months, where there's a lot of yes. association with depression. So there's that as well.
0: That's a huge, 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 huge factor. Um and it's funny because Capricorn is also the sign in tropical astrology that initiates the season. Mm. And it's funny because Capricorn a classic all-time ruler, the sign that's ruled by Saturn, but then the sign that follows it is Aquarius, which is yeah. the other sign. So it's so Saturn is very much a sign connected with the winter. And if you're a met, if you're a person that really absorbs information by you know comparing and looking at metaphors, it's, it's like the winter. It's so much like, the and it's such a necessary part of our life and our own growth. That when you realize the beauty and the wisdom that the winter of life can bring, imagine all that can grow when we step into the beginning of the next cycle, when spring begins to mm. bring new seeds of opportunity. And this is another thing about Saturn that I don't think you and I have mentioned yet. Saturn <laughs> is very connected to karma, very connected to karma.
1: That's so funny. I had that literally it like jotted down next, and it's like. Oh, yes. Go into that.
0: Saturn is all about karma. If you do good, good will come your way. If you do wrong, you will see that come back around. And the saying what goes around could not be more true with Saturn cycles, especially when you experience a Saturn return. So, by the way, if if you're listening to this and you're like, okay, you guys keep talking about Saturn return, Saturn return, just to like quickly review what that is. It's when Saturn makes a return 29 years into your life to the same spot it was when you were first born. And I mentioned earlier that Saturn has a 29-year cycle around the Sun. And if we make it to 90 years old, you'll have three Saturn returns. So I like to compare your natal birth chart to like the manuscript of your movie, life's movie, or a TV series. And um, you know, first 30 years is like the first. Major part of the series, and you have different seasons within it. And this is like the series finale, waiting for the spin off of next series that's about to come. And so, picture when you're nine and all the buildup that there is in thirty. this next chapter. So, that's the Saturn return. And we've already talked about the seven, eight year periods of friction that occur that help us to really learn the full circle lessons of what the Saturn return brings. So, so we, I, I kind of want to talk about like my experience with Saturn personally, and yeah,
1: yeah, gonna go yeah, let, yeah, let's do it. I think it's cool. a great so, way to actually under to actually understand it in yes. the experiential way. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. And what's really cool about this is that we are both going through our Saturn returns, just at different phases of them, mm-hmm. at the same age point. But like, I'm at the beginning of the peak of my Saturn return, and you're mm-hmm. at like the end of the peak of your Saturn mm-hmm. return as it, yeah. as it begins to integrate itself into your life going forward. So for me, so I'm a 93 baby. Um, actually, I realized something really cool recently that I was born during a Uranus-Neptune conjunction. And I did not realize that that was a big deal at the time, but it was, it was a big deal, pretty cool. Anyways,
2: mm-hmm.
0: I was born with Saturn in Aquarius. Saturn is sitting in my eighth house Conjunct, which means Moon was sitting right beside Saturn. They're sitting together in the eighth house having a party, and they're opposing my Chiron in Leo. Both have the same, we've talked about this in the last episode, actually, how we both have Chiron and it's impacting us in different ways. And we have this Chiron Saturn opposition. It's, ooh. anyways, um, Saturn and Aquarius in my eighth house. How it's impacted me, um, honestly, looking at my life, I laugh now. I laugh at how ironic and how funny and how literal and brilliant the lessons of Saturn in my eighth house have been. So Saturn in the eighth house has brought me to become friends with vulnerability. It's forced me to become friends with vulnerability. And it's also been a really big indicator that I need to pay really attention to my actions. Because I've noticed when I was young that if I do something, quote unquote, wrong or something I feel that is morally wrong, and I feel that in my stomach, something has always come back to bite me in the butt, like no question about it. And I've always had to learn my lessons the hard way. And with Saturn being in Aquarius, my biggest lessons have been for me to learn how to march to the beat of my own drum, much like you, but with respect on how I create my legacy with respect to how i think and feel and experience my life and i was born in a very traditional structured family that you know with that immigrant mentality you know building a new life here in in canada for me after the second world war you know i was born with a lot of trauma born with a lot of fear in that root chakra especially from my mom and i might have similar like generational patterns because you know our families are relatively new to America yeah but basically all throughout my life I have always felt like I was alone and that I was different than everyone else and that no one was ever going to understand me and especially because I was always a bit of the black sheep of my family the weirdo and I was always having very intuitive experiences that I couldn't explain at the time you know I was always different I I would rather spend time alone for the longest time than actually want to connect with other people. Why? Because I felt different than everyone else. I'm Mm. 10 years old. I felt like I had been on this planet for hundreds of years and I didn't know why. And so only until I got into my twenties did I start to actually allow myself to go beyond what was told, what was told to me my whole life. And to me, it was You're crazy. (laughs) Literally, my family thought I was crazy. You need to go get yourself checked, which is actually why I went into social work because they actually thought that I had a mental illness Mm -hmm. um, and and didn't. Um, And I wanted to learn about my brain. But there was so much fear in me tapping into my spirituality that when I actually began to voice more of my faith and my spirituality, so much fear came into my family because they were like, oh no. Don't go into it. Don't do it. And you know what happened? Because for me, it was a way of rebelling. It's like, oh, I can be my spiritual self. Well, Why don't I start a spiritual business? Huh? And my mood is an Aquarius. I couldn't help myself. I'm in a bit of a rubble with a closet. Mm. But as I got into my mid-20s, I'm a spiritual entrepreneur now, you know, I'm not as grounded in my structures as I was before I went into my spiritual work. Not only that, I never was fully grounded because I had so many other traumas that happened in my childhood that I never worked through because I was never allowed to have a spiritual Mm -hmm. path. I was always told, stay in a box, Amanda, stay in a box. And then eventually I couldn't take it anymore. I broke the box, felt myself explode every day. This is when I didn't have a stronger chakra of course my health was on the line and for me my rock bottom was also learning that my health was on the line and that i had to turn around now or i would be a very sick man and i never see myself living past 30. wow i'm 29 i am definitely in the heat of my saturn return and i can definitely say that i have walked the path of most resistance, but I've done that because it's always been more fulfilling and rewarding, especially the last four years. And now that I'm in my Saturn return, what has come back around my way is a chance for me to hit the reset button on my structure. And it's funny because I was just saying to Gio before we got on the line, um, that a part of me coming around for my 30th year and starting this new chapter in my life, this new series is I'm going back to work I'm going back to my hospitality roots for a bit my business and my work is evolving and I'm stepping more into true sidereal astrology going forward mm-hmm. I'm moving to an entirely different city six hours away from where I come <laughs> from you know like spiritually I've also lot with my own family and my own ancestors and like the ones that are living here right now and it's like you know it was really tough getting here Especially the point when I was 22, 23, when I had my Saturn square, I hit my rock bottom, my health was on the line. You know, I felt something at that point in my life, and I felt intuitively, I didn't even know what that meant at the time. I was like, eh, I feel like this is a part of my life that I can't forget and I need to go back to because that's going to be the reason why I changed. And you know, something I'm grateful that I listened to that little voice because it was the beginning of me promising myself that my life will be much more than I thought it would be past 30. Yeah. And so, 29 I'm 29, I'm in my 30th year. Um, I feel grateful that Saturn has shown me its wisdom through experience. Um, and so those of you who are aspiring astrologers, please take the time to go through your own Saturn cycles, reflect upon them and see how Saturn has been Providing you with structure and a lot of lessons. And so, yeah, yeah
1: I agree. I agree. And I, i such a, that's such a, that's such a, 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 thank you for sharing that too, because it's really, it really allows grasp this, this overall understanding of the breakdowns of why things even, happen or what, what are the potentials that could come about of, of it as well. Um, and there's so much that you said, obviously, that resonates because, you know, we have, Saturn in the same sign as well but one thing that I also think is important that that you know when you were saying about um you know that starting to rebel being the black sheep as well you know and stuff I think also because of that you know Aquarius Leo aspect too there's that inner authority and voice in you that's trying to uh you know hey you know on the on the more heartfelt Leo side being like hey you need to You need to be able to structure this into some sort of expression of creativity of your own standing as well. And it's going to go against the norm. It's going to go against what you've already been uh, uh, placed in as well, too. And I think that's an important thing for everybody to understand when and when it comes to even looking at their chart and to be just overall experienced their own truth. And, you know, that like I said, that resonates a lot with me as well. Um, You know, I, you know, I. Saying you know that I have a little bit of my experience has been, um, and and what did you say about like the seven year cycle with with uh with Saturn? Is that like the square?
0: Yeah. So okay. if you look at Saturn in a cycle, let's literally look at a Saturn cycle like a circle. Mm-hmm. So you're born, Saturn was in Aquarius. Seven eight years later, Saturn will be in another fixed sign. So seven or eight years later, Saturn eventually went into Taurus, and mm-hmm. it was in Taurus and it was square to your natal Taurus. So it was causing friction in your life at seven, eight years old in some way, somehow. Mm-hmm. And then seven years later, Saturn eventually into Leo, probably conjunct Chiron. Mm-hmm. And that's like 14, 15 years old where like experienced certain wounds, some really hardships. And you're a teenager, of course, yeah. when you're a teenager. Oh my gosh, you get broken heart for the first time. Oh my I remember my first breakup, 15 years old, great guy. But tons of really hard shit. And then seven, eight years later, Saturn goes into another fixed sign. It goes into Scorpio. And that's another square aspect, friction. And then eventually it goes back to Aquarius, where it started 29, 30 years ago, back to the beginning, back to the origin of the lesson in the first place.
1: Yeah. Um Yeah. And it it makes so much sense now when I'm even thinking about my own experiences, because that seven, eight years old was like, I was very used to the family structure we had. I literally thought that life was perfect. Everything thought my family was perfect, all of that. And that's seven, eight years old where I'm having that, that square, um, to my, to my natal Saturn is where I start seeing the, uh, disruption in the, you know, familial things with you know a lot that had to deal with my parents a lot that had to even deal with at the time was like the introduction to a lot of the um you know a lot of the uh you know upcoming conflicts that we were even going to see in the world stage as well and that was the shift in to a distortion and a disruption of 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 comfort as well and just yes. the overall the overall family you know that whole thing and 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 questioning even my roots questioning my values and stuff but also now i see it in that sense too was i took a uh naive approach i know maybe it has something to do with being a Taurus son as well that there was a laziness there was just a wanting to stay my comfort and i didn't want to believe that a lot of the things that were going on say between my parents and stuff uh, or my family was actually true uh, so therefore it's almost took a naive approach which Down the road, I also saw the consequences of those actions, especially now come 14, 15 years old, where um, where I didn't, you know, at a young impressionable age when everything was occurring. I didn't tackle those certain emotions and and things that were I was thinking or feeling and therefore I kind of distributed those emotions by doing some things that were. Completely rebellious, completely out of anything that I how I've been taught and how I've been raised um, uh being around people that I knew I wasn't supposed to be around uh, that weren't good influences and stuff and going along with the crowd and no longer being like I was always taught when I was younger, be a leader, not a follower. And I was totally going against those things, which those also had their own consequences. And I had like, you know, the emotional issues was was piling up on top of it as well. Um, I tried to just shut them out and pretend like everything was fine. When deep down inside, I knew everything wasn't fine. There was a lot of anger. There was a lot of hurt. There was a lot of mistrust. um, And and then there was a lot of escapism um, because dealing with a lot of it had to deal with the emotions. And, you know, Moon and Pisces, I jumped into that. I jumped into wanting to escape those emotions um, through even substances as well. And, you know, you see how it just kind of piles on and creates. And I honestly, like, yes, I could have have avoided a lot of hardships in my life through a lot of different ways. But when I look at it now, especially, you know, after coming to those points of my younger 20s and seeing the repercussions of my actions uh, as well and still being a little bit frivolous here and there, um, once now I started getting to the mid mid 20s, that's when it was just like, I saw that I was like, man, what did I do? How am I ever going to turn this around? And I also saw that there was a depressive route, you feel like almost like, it's like damn, I screwed myself. It's done. Yeah. And, but then there's the insight that came about that was just kind of like, you're not done, though. You're not done. This isn't this doesn't have to be what defines you. It doesn't have to be your overall. Um, and that's where more so of of the, the push back to that discipline came in, as I started approaching, getting closer to my Saturn return, where it was like, you need to go back to the first initial roots before everything of understanding that discipline, understanding how to be the authority figure of yourself in your own life. Um, you know, fix maybe some things with other authority figures in your life, um, in order to accountability for a lot of your actions and accountability was a big thing um and to realize certain mistakes and coming into that especially now you know with the past few years in 2018 you know learning about astrology and learning about how to have that overall well uh, awareness by looking at your chart uh being able to identify certain things about yourself that maybe it might not be too pretty and you kind of don't want to admit to yourself but if you can that there's a beautiful uh power to um you know adhere to more things you know put attention into certain areas of yourself and your personality and your life and allow those things to help you through changing your attitude towards life and changing your perspective on things that you've experienced and therefore learning how to drive yourself into the next part. And Saturn, understanding Saturn at that point uh, until now to lead up to my Saturn return allowed me to understand, okay, what's the Saturn work I need to do? There's been this constant friction and rebelling against authority and um, and, and wanting to be so universal with everything and you know, disassociate at times. And it's like, I realized that it's like, those aren't necessarily how i i wasn't doing those things in the right manner at times and i learned how to be like once again like even for you like that axis of aquarius especially having saturn in when you go tropical i you know uh in my fifth house was okay you've kind of slept on any sort of senses of your own structure of creativity um you uh have a wounded inner child part of yourself that needs addressing and you need to work on that and fix that. Um, and then also learn how to start implementing going against the grain in this sense of how are you going to start creatively expressing yourself in a healthier manner that's going to help work and heal the inner child within you. And those were, that was the approach I ended up taking to it. And I, I saw the, 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 the benefits, um, just just in the just since two thousand and eighteen till now, like I saw the benefits now, and I'm so happy that I had that awareness coming into this Saturn return, where you know now, even how you said, like I'm at the end of the peak almost, um, and I'm seeing what it's setting me up now for for you know this next cycle of how it's allowing me to pay more attention of how am I going to be the paternal figure in my life and in my own creation of what family is and fix those old wounds of how I looked up to certain paternal, uh, figures in my life and, you know, how I was taught by them and all these different types of rules and regulations and structures and stuff. How can I, you know, cause I always thought that I was like, oh my God, like I was, everything just fell apart. You know, all those things, I guess, don't matter anymore. And that's a lot that would lead me to. But like now it got to the point where I'm like, how can I pick out the beneficial parts of those things that I was taught and let go of the negativities? And how can I transmute that into something that's going to be more so of the um, more helpful um, control and helpful authority, all those Saturnian things? But, in so, in more of a insightful, uh, heartfelt, more compassionate type of sense, whether it's to others or myself. and yes. that's the that's the path I feel myself on now.
0: it's really interesting because so we both have Saturn and Aquarius. We're both mm-hmm. stepping into this thirtieth year, this new chapter, and we're talking about how we can become more conscious and aware of our path moving forward. Saturn itself is so Aquarian because, what we are choosing to do is take the lessons and the wisdom and the nuggets of information that our guardian and nurturers and teachers brought forth, you know, that there's truth, there's a high road and low road to all of it, of course. And it's up to you have the discernment to understand what and what to take forward into the next chapter and what you know I transmute, just like you said. And allow to become a part of your story, mm-hmm. and that's the beauty of the Saturn return in general. It really provides you an opportunity to take the narrow path, allow yourself to choose what works for you and what doesn't. Um, and it's so crucial to understand that because so many people think that the world is out to get them, and that all these things are crashing down on them because you know there's nothing else. To life, other than hardship. When truthfully, there is a beginning and an opportunity that comes with each and every single breakdown that happens. Yeah. And it's up to you to choose how you want to take on that breakdown. It's practice. Again, it's all about practice. It's all about.
1: Practice. Yeah, it's, as it really you, is.
0: And as you continue to practice, and if you practice enough, getting into your thirties, the impact of these breakdowns become a lot less intense and they become a lot more manageable mm-hmm. and you learn that maybe the world isn't up to get you as much as you thought it was and the impact that that thing has all of a sudden is not something that controls your life anymore and these are the fears and the anxieties and the beliefs and the personal values that you know outside of you that come into your life and often until you realize your own autonomy that can rule you. But I remember when I was a teenager, and I think I needed to learn this. Actually, it was my first Saturn Opposition, teenage years. It was tough. I had a tough Saturn opposition. But my favorite movie at the time was The Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants, mm. um, the second movie. Um, there's a character named Carmen, played by America Ferreira, and she dropped the line in at the end of the second movie, and she said to a girl that was not her friend but she was her friend but she ended up breaking the friendship with this person but she said to this girl you know you taught me a valuable lesson and that lesson was that the only person who can truly diminish you is yourself Mm. and and she said to the girl you taught me that thank you and i remember that line like it happened like five minutes ago watching it on the tv while i was going through so much shit in my own home, like really toxic stuff that I even saw a lot time talking about. And I needed that reminder from this character because 15 years later, that same message is still ringing in my subconscious mind. And I think it's because of that one little message that was planted mm-hmm. that I'm here today, able to tell the tale. And I'm grateful for that. I'm so grateful.
1: Wow. So it's always those little seeds that are planted somehow. That awesome. always, that always come up a certain way. And it's so, and it's so true. And I, uh, that's why it's, there's so much, so much that could be said about Saturn. There's so much that it helps us, you know, yes, of course, know things in our own life, but it also allows us to even understand our reality. You know, that's, that's the other thing. Like we were saying a little bit earlier too, before was, um, there was a point in the past two years that I was really, um, going into a lot of the occult and esoteric studies of, you know, even what do we live in? Why are we here? Um, you know, what is reality? What's the makeup of it? And there's so much on on, on a quantum physics level, but it's mixed with spiritual and the metaphysical sense. It's like, I got to a certain threshold where even like we said before about like you're going into this like outer awareness constantly that I wasn't grounded in in anything and I didn't have a certain foundation, that it almost just got to the point where it seemed like I was like, I, I don't know, like why I'm what's the purpose of life then? And it got real dark for a second. So um so that got so that got like really um I, I just felt so ungrounded in in reality and was like, what's the purpose of anything? Why, you know, why even bother? I started feeling real dissociated from people in my life and everything, um and it came towards now. Like I felt almost unbalanced. Like, and I just was like, "Wow! Like, wait a minute, no, it's, this can't, this can't be it." And therefore, like, it allowed it started. And you were saying about karmic stuff before too, even having to deal with Saturn, and it got me thinking about like, no, there's has to be some sort of overall thing. Um, about life and our reality, that there's got to be some sort of driving force to to really um, solidify purpose of even being here in this realm. And it got a little dark for me at first, um, and I went through a little like a short stage of just this like feeling like nothing mattered anymore. But then I actually, you know, during that time, I turned to my chart and I turned towards um the nodes. Uh, and, and it's funny because, you know, I have North node, Capricorn, South node and cancer and it's 10th and fourth house for me. So, um, so I was, I was sitting there and I'm like, okay, like knowing that my North node is in Capricorn and not being ruled by Saturn, you know, what are the things that I'm maybe deficient in when it comes to my South node or weird karmic things that are coming up. And a lot of it had to revolve around the family, and a family structure, not feeling like it was there at times. Um, also, you know, feeling like, you know, uh, you know, that that was a joyful moment in my life. And then it turned into a depressive moment in my life. So I'm like, what can that possibly mean? And what I started interpreting with Saturn for me and stuff was finding these new innovative ways to start building the blocks of my life to recreate and redefine what family means to me and how to actually you know look forward to being you know the being a parent maybe even you know and seeing how that might be a very important thing for me in my life to be able to be the father figure in a sort of sense and to to teach a little bit in in a way and this could branch off outside of family too but those were the things that I started seeing, and it allowed me to put together the pieces of purpose, even in my own life, and what direction I wanted to take And it. I, it it kind of saved me, like, and helped me start starting off that a little bit better. And that was what was that two thousand maybe maybe the end of two thousand nineteen, early two thousand twenty that that kind of happened. Um, and it lasted for a few months. But now I'm seeing even today how it's like, wow, that still holds true because. I really do see it now that I'm more involved uh, with my family. And a lot of it's more so of my immediate family. I'm very involved in my niece and nephew's life. And I like being like, you know, a, a almost like, you know, they have a father and everything, but it's like, I have my own ways of, you know, teaching them certain things and, you know, making sure to discipline them in a certain way and stuff, you know. But changing the ways of discipline, because my sister, my sisters, are, they're both my sister and my brother are great parents and everything. But my sister also has a tendency to recreate parenting from the way that we were parented. And whereas I notice right away that I'm like, you might want to have that immediate reaction of how we were disciplined in a certain way. Um, but I kind of like take a different step and approach of trying to be able to like, OK, use your words. A little bit differently come to being level-headed instead and try to break that cycle of maybe the more traumatic ways of 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 you know talking to kids and stuff like that where we like all, trying to remember it's like wow I also learned a lot of how I grew up and certain things like that kind of ended up not being okay in a certain way because of how we were parented or something like that, or if just something was approached a different way. So like that got me to understand And therefore it allowed me to see that whole virtue of Saturn and understanding the physicality and and the reality of the realm that we're in, but also wanting to explore other realms. Um, It allowed me to see the, the in-breath, of coming inward and going out and having that constant range of motion with our consciousness of going in and out of these realms as well and not to just get fixated in in the physical or not just getting fixated in the etheric and the spiritual as well is learning how to draw value from both of uh, each time you're going in the same way the breath works where you're you're you know exhaling the carbon dioxide and the waste and allowing the body to function in that way, while when you're drawing in breath, you're drawing in the nutrients and the nitrogen and all these different things. Um, and and learning even breath work of understanding how to constrict, you know. And there's lessons to be learned on how to even constrict your breathing, which a lot of the constriction has to do with Saturn as well. So it's it's very interesting to me of the things that you can learn about reality itself too, um, and even your purpose in it. Uh, through Saturn along with the nodes too.
0: Yes, 1,000%. And I do want to touch on what you were saying with parenting and Saturn and how coming full circle through this return is clarifying your values as a guardian, parent, whatever it is you might be, like whether you want to go off and have children, whatever it is you want to into this world and there's a point that I want to make about the sign that Saturn is in each generation because you can see the generational shifts within people's lessons and structures and needs as Saturn changes signs because I so I have three siblings two siblings there are three of us all together I'm the eldest and I'm the oldest of three daughters My sister is 22, and my other sister is she's going to be 18 this year. So it's an 11-year age difference between me and my youngest sister. Seven-year age difference between my middle sister and I. In fact, my seven—the seven-year difference—sister was born during my first Saturn square. So, (laughs) yeah, and it's interesting because, like, I was born in a broken family. I was born with a lot of challenges. Um, and I was born basically playing tug of war, tug of war with my whole family from when I was young, and I was kind of like the pawn in the middle, having to deal with everything. And so I learned a lot about different perspectives of parenting because my family would literally talk smack about each other and how their parenting <laughs> was wrong and how you parents up like this and that. And eventually, I was like, "You guys aren't making any sense. I'm gonna do my own thing."
2: Mm.
0: That's the Saturn Aquarius. In me, though, because it's like, how can I do things differently, do it my own way and do it uniquely and more consciously? And that's the key with Saturn Aquarius, the consciousness um, aspect of it. But I also want to take a moment to acknowledge what you said about Saturn and the awareness of the cycles and the experiences with those cycles have really helped you to hone in on what it is that you want, what you really want and how you want to create it. And you were talking about how Saturn is in your fifth house and how that's really been a huge chord in how your creativity has manifested over time. And for it being in my eighth house, it's had a lot to do with how I act, what I put out there, has a lot to do with how I feel, me being able to live intuitively according to what my life wants, and needs, and most importantly, my ability to let go and be vulnerable because I was born a lot of vulnerability and a lot of karma, should I just say, ancestral karma? And so coming full circle, I very much, well, this is me personally, I look forward to the day I can be a mother. And I know that when I do bring children into this world, my experience with my Saturn being in Aquarius, and I feel this in my heart, even if I didn't know Saturn was in Aquarius for me, I know that the way I would want to raise my children is in a way that is conscious and present and supportive of how the world is today and where the world is going. Because my parents and your parents could never have been prepared a child like me to be born or a child like you to be born and to provide us with the nature and nurture we really needed. And that is not their fault. That has a lot to do with their own generational experiences. And so coming full circle now, these words that we are sharing now, I'm sure our own children one day will echo the same kind of response when they're going through their Saturn return and so yeah. on and so forth. And I used to be really angry with Saturn because yeah, Saturn has also been the greatest initiate of pain in my life. But without pain, there is no, no, no.
1: Perseverance.
0: Perseverance. That's the word I was looking for. I'm like, there's a P word that I want to use mm-hmm. here. And that's it. That's just it. To be able to persevere past the limits of this three-dimensional realm. Mm -hmm. And this three-dimensional realm exists because of Saturn. And so for those of you that are like, screw Saturn. Saturn is why we have the matrix. Mm -hmm. It's true. And we'll go there another time when we're ready to talk about it. But we're navigating this 3D physical dimensional world. Mm -hmm. Learning how to work and operate around it is really helpful because you want to move away from the matrix and everything Mm -hmm. exists in this time space physical world we live in you can't really do that without knowing how to live here first and so it's so key so key to look at Saturn where it is in your natal birth chart how it relates to the other aspects in your natal birth chart the different planets and it's also really you know to just sit with the parts of Saturn that make you uncomfortable, the more vulnerable parts of your personality that you don't always want to accept. It's the ultimate teacher. We opened with calling Saturn the ultimate teacher. And I really Mm -hmm. want to emphasize that this really is the structure that we all need to understand. And I'm grateful for it. And honestly, it's truthfully we me to becoming an astrologer in the first
1: place yeah absolutely i 100 agree because i mean that's the thing we may not sometimes like what um you know our authority figures are are trying to maybe implement on us um you know and i'm talking about more so of closer authority figures saying like a parent or or something Mm -hmm. in that sense but um you know a lot of times it could be in your best interest and maybe you don't understand the benefits at the moment but you will at some point. And that's a kind of a key way of looking at Saturn in that sense. Um, and then the other thing, you know, like we we said it before too, the, like it's not necessarily like, you know, we always want to damn Saturn. We always want to damn retrogrades and all that stuff. But think about the whole where attention goes, energy flows thing. Like if you are kind kind of having that perspective and an interpretation of say Saturn in that way, um, and being resistant towards it, you know what's the kind of you know what's the kind of energy you're going to receive back in that way. You're going to see a lot of the restrictions, limitations, oh, wow. and resistances in that sense until you can learn to embrace those things and be like, hey, you know what? Well, I'm going to use these as building blocks to a more foundational, structured, um, um, be- beneficial future for myself in whatever areas that may be. When you look more deeper into the archetypes or the placements of it as well because the malefics will 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 tend to the human conscious mind um and and the ego as well um because like we said it's manifesting into the lower chakras and that's in order to kind of uh perform outwardly into the more physical manner of that type of manifestation and yes those things can create discord and pain but like we were saying that discord and that pain uh, with that comes also perseverance and production of things as well. Um, so that's that's a r- really good part of it uh, as well. And also another thing is like I feel like when Saturn makes like strong aspects to uh, uh, to like say like some some other planets or parts of our chart and stuff like that, it's almost um, it, it maybe more so of more so some of the more spiritual aspects of our chart or maybe not so physical parts of our chart it's like there's a sense or a tendency of trying uh, with saturn trying to make them uh more tangible and make them more physical and stuff so say um and, and, and like it's trying to put them into some sort of form so say even kind of like a saturn aspect to jupiter uh, maybe it's even jupiter in, in its home sign sagittarius it's almost like trying to Uh, take philosophies and and schools of thought and form them into some sort of doctrine or creating some sort of school itself like a physical school Um, and then even say some sort of aspect with saturn into venus uh with with venus making beauty into some sort of art um trying to take more so the appreciation yeah there you go the architecture um trying to make it into something more physical in that sense. And we that I feel like having that understanding and looking at our own chart can allow us when we maybe feel a sense of wanting to have more of a tangible physical work with and obtain something in that sort of sense, rather than constantly having that want and need and, and, and basically telling yourself that you're lacking something, you can learn how to transmute and manifest with your Saturn placement with it's aspects to other parts of your chart that are very highlighted um, in, in in being more you and then you can understand what those are and how you can start to uh, work towards manifesting those things into the physical as well, um, and I know that it could be like oh well I just want money <laughs> like. I want to, you know what I mean? Like, yes, I'm a Taurus son, and I'm like, yeah, whatever. And Taurus, you know, I mean, it's my eighth house and stuff. And it's like, I want more money. Okay, how could I do that? Well, when I look at certain aspects of even, um, let's say my Saturn and, um, I'm trying to think of of something as well. I mean, okay, yeah. So Saturn is square my sun, right? Yeah yeah yes okay i mean it's like it's kind of squared i mean it's like 10 degrees off but you know in a way
0: yeah Yeah. so
1: you know i mean it's it's a weak it's a weaker kind of square aspect as well but the confliction could be like okay well how can i make that um that way of being uh how can i structure some sort of innovation within myself and creativity being that it's in my fifth house, my Saturn and stuff too. It's like, how can I do that in order to create value and make me money and be my driving force as well? And yeah. and part of that has been like, you know, doing the podcast as well. But there's more so of when you look at whole sign, really, my son is in the ninth house. So, you know, things of higher learning as well. And I think I resonate with that a lot more now, rather than so much of the transformative power, which that's constantly always happening, especially with me having Pluto and Scorpio, um, I see it as like, okay, well, a lot of that might have to come from, you know, Saturn's kind of telling me, hey, you need to learn some certain things, then you need to go into deeper studies a little bit more, Uh, you need to explore in that sense, and maybe innovate how that information is coming in and learning how to actually become the student that's the teacher in a sort of sense by understanding your own your own you know experiences in your physical world and how you can translate a lot of the things that happen to you into this sense. Maybe I see it a lot in my charts like maybe you can reach certain people that don't and help them understand the more metaphysical, spiritual side of things, you know, the people that aren't into astrology or maybe even connecting to more religious people and getting them to see your side of, of not which is not my side, but seeing how this information is not, say, uh, blasphemy or something like that and sort of saying, exactly. that's how I've seen kind of it play out for me. And it's going gonna, it's gonna to vary for multiple people and stuff. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, overall, I think, looking saturn as this should kind of look at it more as 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 the good work ethic too you know and the discipline in your own life it doesn't have to be this boring negative type of thing either and stuff it's you know it's it's being able to go into that yes that could be very people could go very erotic with it you know, and get really erotic with discipline and, and work ethic. And that can ruin other parts of your life or your relationships and stuff like that. But, um, um, you know, it's these things that govern us, you know, whether we should allow more things to govern us or where we, maybe we should let go of letting certain things control us. And a lot yeah. of that comes through the emotion as well. Um, I feel, <laughs> I got kind of to feel bad. Once again, it's like, I don't want to put a negative context to it, but I feel bad for people with Saturn in Cancer. (laughs) More so than Saturn in Aries. You know,
0: I think my sister has Saturn in Cancer. I'm like Mm -hmm. 99.9% sure my sister was born. Yeah, my youngest sister was born during Saturn, when Saturn was in Cancer. And it's funny because, and this is really cool, we're going to talk family signistry for a second. Okay. So I'm a Cancer rising. I'm a 28 degree Cancer ascendant. My father is a cancer moon. All four of my, sorry, three out of four of my grandparents were cancer sons. And um, a lot of my family members just have strong cancer energy in them. And my middle sister is a cancer son and she has a cancer stellium in her 10th house. So she's like the golden child. It's true. Mm-hmm. Like literally <laughs> the golden child of what they want her to be. She's like following in all their footsteps. And then my youngest sister, she's a mini me. She's a mini-mean. She doesn't even know it yet. But she was born with Saturn in Cancer. And so her greatest challenges have to do with the family ancestral Cancerian Mm -hmm. pattern. And so it's really interesting to see how that's unfolding for her because she is literally being forced to break through the family emotions specifically. The very deep emotional patterns and the structures of my family. And Mm to Sort of reform them in her own way. Um, and it's been interesting to see that because um, through time and through generations, you can see how the same sign is echoed in different parts of your family but in a different way. Um, in my needle birth chart, so we both have the Chiron Saturn opposition. Mm-hmm. Um, you have your sun square to your Saturn. My moon is conjunct my Saturn, and I was also born with my my moon and Saturn squared to Pluto in Scorpio. Mm -hmm. And so it's technically I have a fixed T square in my chart, but Pluto is in my fifth house, and it is squared to my Saturn in Aquarius in my eighth. And so you and I share very similar patterns with respect to. Feeling the need to share this information and this experience and this transformation through creating something tangible and physical. Mm, yes. Um, and before that creativity was channeled in a positive way, it was channeled in a really negative way, harmful way for me. And trigger warning: I have a really unfortunate history with sexual assault and sexual trauma. Mm-hmm. And so that is like the lower vibration of the potential creativity that could have taught me major lessons and helped others learn similar lessons. And yeah. so. Now that I've come full circle, I've been I'm very grateful and very, very grateful to say that I've been able to transmute that creativity into something in tangible form through the spiritual work that I do, through becoming mm-hmm. an astrologer. But it took me going through those self-destructive patterns, which Saturn, <laughs> Square, Pluto will create self-destructive patterns to learn the beauty and the higher of it. Yeah.
1: And once again, it just goes to show that there is that light at the end of the tunnel. As long as you're, you know, keeping the eyes open for it, in this sort of sense, and and being able to, you know, almost it's a challenge of your processing ability and stuff when it comes to what's coming in and what you're experiencing. But if you can grab a hold of that, that would be that 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 can be the thing that allows you to stabilize yourself through it through certain chaotic times as well and everything. Um, and it's funny that you, you know, that whole Saturn cancer thing, like, yes, it, it's, it it could be debilitating, but this is one of those things where we can look at it and be like, okay, well, yes, there's a lot of negative negativity to it as well. Um, with Saturn and cancer, I just want to use that as an example right now, because it's like, there could be some authority issues there as well. Um, and Saturn being more of concentration and focus, you know, you know, Saturn wants to concentrate on the more physical, tangible aspects of life, whereas you got now it's in the emotion. uh, It's in the moon rulership, almost it's in that type of archetype where it wants to let the emotions dictate things. So you're, you have a tendency to focus on more so the emotions and, 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 and they're like, clients with one another. So there's, there could be the difficulty expressing your emotions or allowing your emotions to rule your decisions when you know that those emotions are not going to allow you to develop a certain discipline or a certain structure in your life that you may necessarily need or even long for in a way. Um, and there could also be this very stoic nature to it, um, you know, being neurotic with, you know, unexpected changes and everything. But through all that, there is a tendency that I feel like that that person could also be very punctual with their timing, being early to things as well, um, valuing their time a lot more as well, um, being a little bit frugal, being collectors of certain things and stuff. Like so there is that positive aspect of this of those things, which allows them to connect to um placing in their life a little bit, um, and and, and allowing it to bring them value and. Even have that place in the world where they kind of know their stance too, even though there can be a lot of the debilitating things to it. So I think it's interesting and it's a great example for understanding that it's like it's not just good, it's not just bad. Just like with everything in astrology.
0: Exactly. There's a high road and a low road, and that is the polarity that truly is the lesson to learn. And that's a part Mm -hmm. of every single planet in your chart has a high road, low road. It's up to you to realize what that middle ground is, and that that fine line of balance. And once you figure it out, it's up to you to figure out how to bring yourself back to that place. Each time, guess what? Constantly going to be brought back out of balance. Every single day, it could be something so small, something so major for us to practice that awareness and do something to integrate all of these lessons into our experience. And that is, not just astrology. I love it. And I'm so yes. and down in cancer pretty well too, by the way. Because that's exactly how my sister is. And so just to give an idea of the generation, she's about to turn 18. She's graduating high school right now. Oh. So there is a whole generation of kids about to, about to graduate high school, going to college university for the first time. The anxiety that yeah. this generation has, I have not seen. Like I been a youth worker and I remember seeing youth my sister's age back before I ever had this awareness and being extremely, extremely concerned about their mental health and well-being because they had concerns culturally and socially that we never had to deal with like social media. Mm-hmm. There was never social media bullying online like there was now. I mean, back in the day, you could use like AOL or MSN or like your MySpace account to post something rude, but now it's it's completely different. It's a completely different context of what kind of emotions and fears and criticisms that they're subjected to. So it's really cool to see the generational aspects of the planets and how they impact certain behaviors, and it'd be cool because the next. Episode we're going to talk about all the other planets and their cycles, especially the ones like Venus, Neptune, and Pluto that Mm have major impacts on our generations. Um, Mm -hmm. and like the kind of people being born and the sorts of people being born. And I actually want to talk a little bit about the timing of people being born with certain aspects being very, very much a part of the divine plan for your soul. Saturn is a huge part of that, like one of the biggest parts of that. Because it's your Saturn lesson that defines that defines your ability to move forward with your lessons, or break your cycles, or stay exactly where you are. But it'll be really cool to break down the last fifty years or so of certain aspects and conjunctions through time with these major planets and how they've impacted the development of the people we're walking among today.
1: So, yeah. Oh, absolutely. I love that when you get into the outer planets because of just a lot of the subconscious interpretation uh that those those hold and even just like even just the discovery of them how how that even uh how that even reflects how it is very subconscious Uh, and not even just our own subconscious let's think about the overall
0: the collective consciousness the collective
1: yes you have the collective conscious we always you know you always hear talking about that what about the collective subconscious too you know, oh, like and the all is this,
0: unconscious, yeah, yes, like the exactly plutonian, the plutonian aspect of it. Especially.
1: exactly. and I'll, and then allowing the outer planets to kind of be the snapshot of those maybe um seeds or the coming to the awareness or the cultivation of those seeds planted uh, within yes. the the subconscious, or even just the things that were once unconscious and now being made uh, you know, conscious now so yes. it's, that's going to be that's going to be another great exploration especially when we go into those the archetypes and the planets as well um yeah so, yeah this and i just so much to be said on saturn um maybe we'll do it like more so of like one day down the road because um there is a lot of mythology and stuff and that's real easy to look up if you ever you know i know like there's a lot we know saturn is chronos chronos in a in, thought in mythology you know uh kids and is after jupiter and there's that whole thing and we could definitely go into that another time as well but there's and i think maybe maybe if if you're up for it one day we'll go into that because there's a lot of connection with that and even religion um, yes. with saturn and we got to do a part 2 yeah we need we'll to do, do a part 2, two
0: where we get into more like the outside the box stuff cuz that also goes into the firmament the soul incarnation so many yeah. different things but i feel like in order to talk about the multi-dimensional aspect of saturn talking about 3d saturn is super key and i think yeah. we nailed the dot on the head with that with this one because mm-hmm. yeah that's like a whole other hour and a half
1: yeah seriously
0: and chew the fat on that one so
1: yeah exactly there's tuned- so yeah definitely stay tuned to that because there is like oh my it's so interesting for all the people that kind of maybe maybe even like a lot of the uh, symbolism stuff and maybe the conspiratorial type of things and oh, seeing the synchronicity. Yeah, oh, so
0: much of it. It's, it's so ready much ready Saturn. <laughs> identify it. But you know what? Yeah. This episode is actually going to be a prerequisite for that one because mm-hmm. without listening to this one, all of it won't make sense.
1: True. Uh, some Absolutely. of it will make
0: sense, but like it's a really important thing to understand this aspect of Saturn.
1: Yeah, um, I well. think that'll definitely cover this covers a lot of being able to understand maybe why a lot of the Saturn Saturnalia or like this this why that's being kind of like why is that showing up in everyday life in certain ways through certain symbols through structures that are made like yeah the
0: next episode needs to be Saturn part two outside Mm -hmm. the box. Saturn oh, yeah, outside, yeah. The mm. outside the okay, box outside the box okay so before we get into the generations and the cycles of the outer planets we got to do Saturn inside the oh box. yeah oh okay. yeah cool even better Saturn rep- And Saturn
1: for- represents the box and we'll go into that too big it's time
0: so good oh yeah I can't wait. this is like the blue pill of this conversation the next one will be the red
1: oh yeah big time but oh, yeah. yeah I'm I'm glad we had this talk and especially being able to understand it more so from you know, a personal standpoint with Saturn and being able to do the work in our life, because I think we all need, we all need a little help, especially during these times of how to, how do we gain control, a little bit of sense of control in our lives and even how we control a little bit about what's going on around us and just trying to fucking make it and just trying to be okay. You know what I mean? And, and know our, our place in the world. And I, I hope that this helped a lot of everybody with this and especially gaining your insight through it. And uh, having a lot more of you know even the experiences too um yeah definitely is and, and once again i just want to reiterate like this video if you're new to the channel please subscribe there's a lot more to come with this uh, and i'd love to do more with it eventually i'll find ways for you know i mean i have a there's a patreon as well if people want to um you know find that patreon as well i believe it's in the description um if you want to donate because honestly i want to build this up even more into something that people can't even imagine, um, but there's that. Hit the like button, send this out to everybody as well and hit up the comment section. I want some discussion and I want some people and then hear those experiences and to interact with other people as well.
0: Those of you listening, if you are between 28 and like 33 years old, you will definitely resonate with this episode. Yeah. Please comment below if you're any of those ages experiencing any of those things, or if you know your Saturn placement, please share some insights. I would love, we would love to keep an eye on this and you can bring some of those insights to the next conversation.
1: Yes, absolutely. So yeah, definitely get at that. Stay tuned to next time. Me and Amanda will be uh we'll be back at it again with a part two of this conversation with Saturn. Um and then, like we said, also getting into the outer planets um and the generational aspects of things as well.